Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast where we pull back the curtain and reveal ourselves to strangers. Yeah, we're going to show you everything. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> you said reveal yourself. Well, you know, I mean like our personal lives. Yeah, Folks. that's what I meant too. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, how are you? How was your week? Our week was actually pretty dang good in my opinion. Yeah, I think we had a solid week. I did fall down on skates in front of a bunch of strangers. Yeah, but you've been skating more and more. Tell us about that. I have roller skates, and you they're have, and plural. I have many pairs, a mini a pair. I actually think I'm going to sell some on Facebook Marketplace. I'm going to try my hand with the old market. See how it goes. Three pairs of roller skates, one pair of ro- roller blades. Is that how Two it goes. Two pairs of roller skates. Mm-hmm. One pair of rollerblades. Okay. Only one, pair, only one pair of rollerblades. Only one pair. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Have, have you ever gone on the rollerblades? Yes. Many a time. At Joe Papalaya Park. Okay. Palaya, Palaya. I don't think it's the... You, you put the Papa in there. It's more just Joe Palaya Park, I think. It's funny. It's fun that it's way. Fun. Um, yeah, I've been skating a lot. There's the LA River bike path near our house. And guess what? Not just for bikes. Also for skaters. I've been meeting up with a couple of other skaters. We formed a little crew. They're all like between the ages of 12 and 14, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We have nicknames for our... We have skate names. I don't think I told Nick about this. What are the skate names? Um, so one of the people in our crew is Frosty. The other is Salty. I have two names. What's your two names? My f- did, did you pick them? Yeah, I picked one and then the other one they picked. Mm. Um, my first one is Shortcake. So it's Salty, Frosty, and Shortcake. And the other one is Babe. Babe. Now who picked which? Um, I picked Shortcake because I was going off my nickname Strawberry from when I was a kid. And I was like, I'll switch it up. I'll bring it, make it modern. I'll uh, elevate it. Turn it into a dessert. And then at the end of the skate session, they were like, you're really kind of, like I said something like, I don't know about that, babe. And they were like, oh, you're a babe. And I was like, I am a babe. So you're babe to them. So it's it's salty, frosty, frosty and, and babe. babe. Yeah. Wow. It sounds so classic. So nice. Mm-hmm. And you fell. That's what I want to hear about. So there's the LA River, like I said, bike path right next to it. In certain neighborhoods, they'll have like a giant coffee shop or a giant restaurant right on the bike path. So it's like you your view is the LA River, basically. And we were going to a coffee shop and there was like 20 people outside. They went inside to get our coffee drinks because I was like, I don't feel comfortable going inside with skates. So I stayed outside and just kind of practiced my circles. And then I busted my my ass pretty hard in front of like 20 people. And they were like, are you okay? Hey, are you okay? Hey, is she okay? It was like a a chorus of people checking in. It was uh, uh, interesting when you got back. You you seemed to be very flustered. You did make sure that to tell me that you fell twice and one time was chill and the other time was really embarrassing. Yeah, first time was so embarrassing. Second time was like, whatever. I had already humiliated myself in front of all those strangers. I've actually, I'm realizing I've had a very uncoordinated weekend because I fell on Friday. Saturday, I smashed my, I destroyed my phone. Oh, this was a very stressful couple of minutes. It really was. Ashley was on her way back from hiking. She came back and she said she was five minutes away. She'll be there in five minutes. Like 15, 20 minutes went by. I was kind of like, where is she? And she kind of rolled in sulking. Turns out she had dropped her brand new iPhone 13 face down in our parking garage. And it was now a a green screen and not the good kind. Yeah, it was just green. It just lit up green and there's nothing you could do. And... Thank goodness the screen itself wasn't cracked. Like the body of the phone was not damaged. It was just a green screen. And I freaked out. Nick looked up how to hard reset it. Did that a few times. And then eventually Nick had to, a thing he was going to. He had to leave. I was on um, the phone with customer service, blah, blah, blah. Turns out there's a one-year limited warranty. Never have I ever been such a big fan of Apple products. Went to the Apple store and they were like, yeah, we can fix this. And I was like, how much? And they were like, free. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then the guy was like, as long as your screen isn't cracked. And he pulled off the screen protector and my screen was perfectly fine. Wow, that must have been a very... uh 
uh, scary couple of seconds as it was he was like revealing moment. whether or not you were going to have to pay a couple hundred bucks or it would be free. Yeah, but uh, you could tell because like the screen protector had cracks in it, but you you know you could just tell it wasn't the screen. Tell. You could just tell, and so I wasn't too worried. So but I got I got a nice text message as I was online waiting to go into the Battle of Los Angeles, which is a big wrestling thing in Los Angeles where the uh, top guys on the independent wrestling, um, uh, who, who are independent wrestlers, go and, and they are in a two-day tournament. And Ashley uh, texted me, hey, guess what? We don't have to buy a $1,300 phone. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. And the cherry on top was that I had to make an appointment at the Genius Bar. The closest one to me was in the freaking mall. So I just went to the mall. I gave them my phone, did the whole thing. They inspected it. They were like, we'll fix it. It'll just take an hour. Meet back here at 7. And I was like, and I can just roam? And he was like, you can roam. I walked all around the mall. Now, this was the first time you had been in the Glendale Galleria Mall. Oh, yeah. And it's everything I want it to be. It really is a mall that is thriving. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we came from a couple of place, couple of malls in New Jersey that were really just on their way out. And uh, so to be at the Glendale Galleria, which I've been to a couple of times without you, um, it, it is a breath of fresh air. It feels just revitalizing. A, a breath of fresh air or a flashback to a better time. It felt like 1999 up in that mall. All the stores were like actually up and running, which is just not something I've seen in malls recently. Everything's up and running. There were families out and about. There were people on dates. There was just like groups of teenagers like hanging out and laughing. I was like, did I get in a time machine? The the Mammoth Mall in uh, New Jersey, which we lived uh, pretty close to for, for uh, like 18 months or however long it was, we would go there every once in a while. You know, the movie theater was there. You yeah. kind of stroll through. There are whole wings of that mall that are just empty. Blackout. Yeah. Like it's just dark. Crazy. Because we would go to Macy's a couple of times. Yeah. But it's like. You got to go to Macy's a couple of times. Um, it was like, uh, it was always shocking. No one's in there ever. Like the food court, there's just like a tumbleweed blowing through. One time we were in there and they just started closing. Do you remember that? Yeah, they were like, we've decided it's over now. <laughs> yeah. We're like, it's 445 on it's a It's like a Wednesday. Friday night at 6 and they're like, everybody's closing. Yeah, just, we're just kind of not into it, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe next week. I was thinking about that time, actually, because that's the time that I was in Bath and Body Works and I picked out a candle, took it to the register, thinking it was going to be like an $8 candle and the woman was like, $25. And I said, no, and I left, and Nick could not believe it. Nick had never seen anything like that. I mean, I was shocked. I was embarrassed. Uh, there was lots going through my head at the time. No, it was $40. Yeah, it was an insane amount of it money. It was $40 for a Bath and Body Works Bath candle. Bath and Body Works candle, folks. I was like, Please. Is this going to save the mall? Is that Please. what's going on? Please. But yeah, this mall's bumping. I went and got a pretzel and a Diet Coke at Annie Ann's. I defeated a couple of Pokemon gyms. There's a Dunkin' Donuts in that mall, which I kind of appreciate. I've been there. I got a cold brew once. It was all right. Took a very long time to get it. Nothing about that mall felt like, ooh, are these people doing okay? You know, like you walk into some of these malls from our past and you're like, who are, are the people who work here clinically depressed? Because this is not a healthy working environment. But this was like people were having fun. It was a Saturday night. They even had a Dick Sporting Goods attached to it. I went over there and bought a basketball. I had a big time. And then I went back to the Apple store. And they just gave me my phone back and it worked. And they were like, yeah, we we fixed the blah, 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 blah. We took off the thing and put in a new thing. And I was like, incredible. Insane. Insanity, folks. Uh, but it would have cost us a lot of money. So we were very happy that it didn't happen, right? Yeah, it was a whole ordeal. It was like a five-hour ordeal, really. But um, I thought I was going to have to get a brand new phone. I was just like, that's it. I don't have Apple Care. I don't have any sort of warranty. But I guess all Apple products come with a one-year warranty. I did not know that. So if you break something, don't give up hope. There might be a warranty on it. Uh, while Ashley was doing that, I was, as I said, I was at some pro, a pro wrestling event with a friend of mine. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, PWG, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Um, used to run out of Reseda, California now at the Globe in downtown L.A., and that's where I was. Uh, it, was a good, it was a good time. Um, and this was last night. Uh, this, uh, we're recording this on Sunday, so it was Saturday night. Um, just 
guys just doing insane acrobatics in a ring and just like landing on concrete on the ground. It's uh, I don't know how it's done. Don't know what the trick is, but I don't know if there is. I think these guys just kind of land on their backs and yeah, I accept think their fate. The trick is just like, yeah. Being prepared to have knee replacements. You said right. there was a guy named like Cartwheel Jones or something. Oh, there was a guy named Jack Cartwheel, <laughs> and uh, he did a lot of cartwheels. It was <laughs> kind of fun. fun. It was fun. He 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 was very much like a male cheerleader or an acrobat. It That's was great. A lot of rep, uh, independent pro wrestling and newer pro wrestling can can lean on just these guys were. You were a gymnast, and yeah. You kind of pivoted. Well, you got gotta be. Um, you don't have to be, but it helps because it's very flashy in the ring. It was a lot of fun. Um, very expensive drinks, very expensive food. Uh, we were sitting next to these two guys who were the dumbest guys in Los Angeles. Uh, and I was like, uh, why are we sitting next to these guys? They wanted to start. Something happens at pro wrestling shows, especially like, I mean, I haven't gone to so many big pro wrestling shows recently, like the WWE or anything like that, but like smaller ones, guys go there and they really are, are hell-bent on getting chants started. Oof. And it's a little cringy, and these guys were really into like starting the chant, but they were and they were drunk, and they were big and fat, and they were like young guys, but like me and my friend uh, Sean, who were there, um, Sean took the brunt of it. I mean, they kept asking him questions and stuff, but they ended up being so sweet. They kept buying us beers. What? Yeah, because we moved down a seat. You know, we had seated tickets, but you just pick a seat. Yeah. So we moved down a seat. They pack them in so tight. Yeah. And, you know, Sean and I are bigger guys, and uh, these two guys were like big fat guys. <laughs> and, uh, we were tight in and I was like, let's move down a seat and keep a seat between us and let's see what happens. And these guys were like, if you guys can manage to keep this seat open for uh, throughout the show, we'll buy you a beer. Wow. So like, Great. And they did. They bought us like three beers. Oh my goodness. Because they just kept getting progressively drunk. And these beers were like, these were like $11 cans of Pabst Blue Ribbon. Now, and what was- kind of guys did they look like? <laughs> oh, they look like pro wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> How they have so fat- much money? <laughs> big fat guys. I think, I think, you know, spending like a hundred bucks on beers is kind of like, what you do when yeah these tickets were very expensive you know i mean these were not like a a high school gymnasium you know these we we, yeah not the break 90 dollar independent pro wrestling tickets i mean that's a hot ticket so you're saying basically like going to wrestling you have a beer budget like when you go to (laughs) disneyland you have a churro budget yes yes you're like i gotta i gotta have a couple beers here um i mean that's a sporting event you know kind of just like yeah that's just how it's gonna go so Sean and I didn't have to really buy beer, which was pretty good. And, and uh, we had uh, all these acrobats doing front flips in front of us. And we were a couple of rows back. It was a fantastic evening. And, and just the way that the pro wrestling world is now, a lot of these guys are on TV. And I watched them on TV. So they were kind of like stars. And I got to see like that they're just like us. And in pro wrestling, that's a bummer sometimes. Because I went up to go see uh, the merch stand with some of these guys who I watch on uh, AEW Dynamite. And... I'm not going to name any names, but there was a couple guys who were very excited to see, and they wrestled, and they were so good, and I got up to them. I'm like, motherfucker, you look tall on TV, and I am taller than you. That sucks. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it makes me feel... I am not a tall guy. I'm 5'10", and uh, I used to be 5'11 until I met Ashley Brooke Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> and she informed me I was 5'10". He was told me he was six foot. <laughs> uh, I don't remember saying that. I don't put it past me, but... Uh, yeah, these guys, I was like, there's this one guy who, he seems like a taller, skinnier guy, like, in, uh, you know, AEW, and I got up to, close to him, and I'm like, oh, he's 5'9". I'm like, fucking hell, man, mm. you know, to complain about being 5'10 as a man in this country. So many guys are out there 5'8 in it, you know, yeah. it's a 5'8 is, is, a, is an average That's height me. for a man. That's- it's average height for a man, and uh, it is a shorter height. It really is. I think people used to be taller. No, I think they're getting taller now. I don't know about that. Why don't you tell them about our day? Because I went and did an incredible thing. You know what? I'll just start it off. Why don't I? Mm. Um, I have been teasing Nick all week with a secret surprise. Got some planned for Sunday. Clear your calendar. Keep it clear. We're going on an adventure. And Nick had no idea. He was asking me questions. Should I wear sweatpants? What kind of shoes? What are we going to be doing? I didn't give him a scrap of information. 
And then we had our little adventure today, babe. What did you think? Thought it was great. We went to the Arboretum. Los Angeles County Arboretum and Botanical Gardens. It was great. Uh, I mean, I'm a vlogger now. I need content. And so just on that level that Ashley kind of booked a thing that I could kind of film a few things at and squeeze a vlog out of. Uh, was uh, worth the price of admission just there. But the fact that uh, Ashley got us little memberships to this like nice little garden, which is really a park. It's a, it's a very beautiful park that has sections um, modeled after different continents. Um, I have We didn't really get into that part of it, but that was kind yeah. of by plan for me. I, um, it was a wonderful uh, day. It was so uh, gorgeous out. Uh, sorry for our East Coast folks who are listening to this right now who are like covered in snow. It was like 73. It was, was perfect. There was guys. a light breeze, the sun. I mean, it was just like one of those days where heaven and nature sings. People don't uh, say this enough. I was telling this to Ashley, and this is kind of an aside. We'll go back to the Arboretum in a second. But people, I feel like, have been kind of keeping from us that living out here in Los Angeles or in this area of California, you know, at least right now, it's a much easier life. Yeah, it feels like a, a, a kept secret. Yeah, I mean, I guess everybody's like always singing songs about it and like talking about how great it is and, and making movies around it. And just still people on the East Coast are like, nah, I want to be out here. Nah, Boston's where it's at. And you're just like, I don't think so. You're covered in 14 inches of snow like every day of February, every year that planet Earth has existed. Yeah, I honestly just don't think we had the capacity to understand it could be so comfortable and easy. It's like, so My mind didn't here. have the space to understand that. Every day is the same. I wake up and it's like in the 60s in the morning and then it hits to the mid 70s and then in the evening it goes back to the 60s. I mean, it's just it's just pleasant. Uh, it's wild. It, if it rains, it's wonderful. You know, that's the other thing. Oh, it's raining. Everybody goes out and looks at it like it's fucking the first snowfall. It's <laughs> it's unbelievable here. Anyway. It, no, can I say one more thing yeah, about that? It. It's something that I really like is that every day you can plan for an out outdoor activity. You just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You want to roll up a doobie and smoke it on the uh, on the sidewalk? You can do that as well. It's crazy out here. I don't know why everybody's not out here. Gas is like $8 a gallon. I can't believe how it's expensive, so expensive gas is. so expensive. Anyway, so we went to this Arboretum. It was absolutely wonderful. Uh, I was so happy that Ashley planned it. We're now members. We could just go. We got a magnet. It all worked out. We saw some flowers being judged, which was we, really fun. We did. The camellia? Camille flower? Camellia flower? I think it was camellia. I yeah, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. um, the Camellia Society was having like their show where everyone who's in the society and also people who were just interested, I was informed that if I wanted to just submit my flowers, I could do that as well, had brought specimens from their garden and then they had been judged by a panel of nine to get winners and then we got went and looked at the winners. It was really quite fun and exciting just to see like the detail and the um, preciseness of these flowers that won. Like the ones that were the winners, clearly every part of it was perfect. Like it was like a symmetrical flower. The runners up look great too, but you would notice like maybe a little petal could have been moved over here or something like that. These winners were a sight to behold. It was very nice. Uh, some older woman came out and told us all a whole bunch of information we didn't ask. She talked to us for a good <laughs> 10 minutes. She's She is a prime example of why those things are so great. Yeah. Because you get those types of people where that's their whole world. That's all they want to talk about. And if you sl show the slightest interest, they will talk for 10 minutes. I have a question about these camellia flowers, camellia flowers. So they were presented so like basically just buds in kind of like with a little stem in water, but like low. Yeah. And those are professional like grade um, glasses. Like are, they, yeah. Are they clipped or is that how they are? Do you, is that the camellia flower? <gasps> They're clipped. So you clip it and yeah. then you present it. Yes. You like plate it or whatever. Um, interesting. Never. I mean, I think I've probably have seen flowers like this it wasn't like a remarkably different uh looking flower uh they were all kind of red and white big they could be really big like bulbous buds and uh 
just fucking cool. We just yeah, kind of stumbled cool. into it, and yeah. it was great. It was like you walk into like the 4-H barn or something kind of, and it was like uh, all of a sudden there was these judged flowers. And um, and you an, know, an older lady willing to tell you all about yeah, it. Yeah, she was, couldn't wait. Uh, so, yeah, we did that, and uh, we saw some prehistoric uh, style you know, classic, like your classic Jurassic Park looking plants. And- yeah, we walked through the prehistoric forest because we looked at the map and we were like, okay, let's not bang this out all in one day. Let's save a couple of places for the next time we come. So we went to the left. We went to the prehistoric forest, walked around it. It was really fitting because it ju- it felt just like the forest from Lost. So we kept thinking about Jack and Kate. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Lost. We finished. Um, and what else? Oh, the peacocks. Nick got scared of a peacock and ran from it. So this was like, what are you laughing about? <laughs> First of all, they're beautiful, but they look like they could tear you to shreds in one second. I do not think you should fuck with a peacock. All right. I'm telling you that right now. First of all, this was like the peacock. We that it was sort of burying the lead. Wasn't this yeah. like called Peacock Park or something like that? Well, there's a peacock garden within the park, but the park is known for these wild peacocks that live in the area. Uh, how do they live in the area? They that just seems so weird. <laughs> this is another thing in Los Angeles. Like where the palm trees come from. I was like, I don't know. They just showed up. It's like, are they na- are they native to this area? Nope. Yeah. It's like, and then you roll through like an entire town. It's just like, what's up with this town? It's like, peacocks just show up. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah, beautiful peacocks. If you live in this town, a peacock will just show up. And, and it's, it's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? It's like, yeah, we're weird desert people. We don't tell people about this stuff. We drove by a neighborhood and there were just like peacocks roaming the neighborhoods, like in front of people's houses. So I guess if you live there, you're just constantly like dodging peacocks. Um, but yeah, Nick got pretty scared and ran from one. <laughs> No, listen, Ashley, this is what is great about going places with Ashley. Okay. It's what's great. And what's also is tough. You go somewhere and it's like, yeah, it's like, Hey, check it out. Like we're on like this path. Like we're on the main street path. Like we're going to have a good time. We're going to take a look at this park. It's going to be great. You walk on this main street path. Then there'll be like a little cut in the path and like a little dirt road. And Ashley's like, I want to go over there. And we're like, no, like everything's pointing in this direction. Let's just keep going in this direction. This is like what they want you to do. And she's like, I want to go in that little creepy cut and so we could walk on the dirt it's like okay so like that happened but there was a goddamn peacock like in front of that little path that we wanted that ashley wanted to take and so like as we walk like it kind of looked at us and fluttered its wings real quick like you ain't gonna fucking walk over here and i was like all right clearly nature's giving us a signal let's keep on the path and ashley's like i want to go in that little dirt cut and i'm like all right how are we going to get past this guy? And he started turning at us. And once he turned at us, he was like, dude, you, I gave you the flutter. Like, do you want the, the level two peacock aggression? I did not want the smoke. Ashley was a little more cool, but you were fucking scared too. Be honest. Be honest on this podcast for once. <laughs> Nick ran and he was hey, like. <laughs> I didn't run. He was like, the peacock's coming after me. You will see it on the vlog in a couple of weeks. I did not run. No, YouTube.com like- forward slash Nick Maritato. <laughs> Some teen walked by and the peacock like, you know, scooted off to the ridge. But once we got on that nature path, you have to admit that was very cool. That was the prehistoric forest. It was cool. I mean, I'm I'm, uh, you know, exaggerating. I I wanted to go that way, too. But it was your decision and it was blocking our way. I mean, that's why it wasn't like I was trying to like and then Nick took off and like he started running so fast. And I was like, baby, wait. (laughs) You know, I can't run fast. Then he tripped. He fell. I never never fall. I got great balance. He rolled down the hill. An old lady laughed at him. So it was uh, a lot of fun. Perfect weather for the Arboretum. Loved the little camellia flower. Enjoyed seeing the peacocks. It was a really very nice day. Don't you agree? Yeah, I re- I think it was wonderful. Nick bought me a hoodie in the gift shop. That bought, was sweet. Bought Ashley a hoodie. A hoodie I wish I could buy myself, but I decided no. Ashley bought this stuff for us. It's her turn. It's her turn for the hoodie, so she got it. Plus, it's like going to get very hot very quickly here. I probably don't need so many more uh, hoodies. The thing that was interesting was um, like Nick and I went there and we got this membership. We could have just bought regular tickets, but I feel like we'll probably be back more than two times a year and it kind of works out that way. 
Um, but it comes with all these perks. And I was like telling Nick all the perks, like all the other admissions we can go to and stuff. And then I told him like the last perk, which I did not think was a big deal, which is that we get a free subscription to Better Homes and Gardens. Nick lost his shit. I did not. I mean, I was into it, but you were like, hey, yeah, we actually get a subscription I haven't chosen yet, but either Martha Stewart Living or Better Homes and Gardens. So I'm thinking like, should I get a Martha Stewart Living? I was like, no, Better Homes and Gardens. I had an opinion on that. Because I think I don't want to know the curation stuff that's going on with uh, Martha's world. You know, I don't want to know everything that Martha likes. I just want a basic magazine (laughs) telling me how to make my garden and home better. It was a good time. We had a really good time. And, uh, you know... Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? We went to a couple of thrift stores too today. Do you care to talk? I yeah. mean, we just bought a couple of things. Yeah, we got some good stuff. I got some baskets for the car. I'm going to organize all my skate gear. Got some cool pins. You and then did get some cool pins. I got some what cool were the pins, pins that you got? They're from the LA County Fair. And one of them is like a pig that's carrying a sign. Oh, I thought and, that was Porky Pig. No, I think it's just kind of like a pig. Right, okay, okay. And then the other one's just like a picture of a donkey. And it says LA County Fair. Pretty excited about that. Nick got like a cool like a uh, aloha shirt what do you call that hawaiian shirt <laughs> it was like a, it's got like tiki's on it and stuff and like drinks it, it looks really cool i i have a pair of uh, purple shoes so i always kind of like anything uh, there's per- that purple pops up i go ooh, i can kind of match those with my shoes it might be kind of fun hey before we talk about survivor because i know that you are itching to get to it let's talk about lost you really okay fine sure i mean i we're not going to spoil lost for anybody yeah. There's definitely people out there that are like, maybe I'll watch it one day. I don't want to know the exact ending. Okay. So we watched Lost, as you guys know. It took us like, what, six months? Longer. I'd say a year. When did we start it? 2019. Probably find out through this podcast if I went back. But we've been watching it forever. Um, six seasons, so many episodes. We finally finished a couple of days ago. I, I guess... This you is know, a sad story. So, so, Let so, me get in here, Nick. This is a sad freaking story. Well, I didn't know I went, if we wanted to get into the sadness of it and, or do. just like quick opinions on how the show was and then getting into the sadness. But I guess the your opinions will probably be tainted based on the sadness portion. So go ahead, Ash. No, do you want to talk about your opinions on the show? I thought it's a fun, I think it's a fun show. I would recommend it for people who are just like, I need something to throw on at night or whatever. Because ultimately, you do not need to pay that much attention to it. I would say, based on the ending, I think at the you could not pay attention to most of the show, see the last couple of episodes, and go, "All right, fine, that's fine, whatever." That's yeah, if fine. you watch the, if you pay attention to the last season, you'll be good. Yes, but like and, you can kind of half watch the first seasons. But why would you want to? No, no, the first couple of seasons are better than the last yeah, couple of seasons. The first in my two opinion. seasons, the first are the two seasons great. are the best. The first first two seasons are the best. Third season's uh, pretty good. Four season's bad. I didn't give a shit about uh, the end of the show. I thought the end of the show was kind of like they, I feel like they copped out and decided to tell us a different story instead of like the story that we all thought we were going to be told. I think they kind of sidestepped us and we're like, ha ha, check this out. It's actually going to be this. And you're like, all right, fine. That's valid, but it's not exactly what I wanted, not what I expected. And I guess through that, you can surmise I'm disappointed, but uh, I loved it. Ashley loved it. She cried a bunch. It's a, it, it. I will say the end of the show is built to make you cry. I would say I kind of felt a little bit here and there, but then I kind of could talk myself out of it by being like, no, 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 don't fall into this trap. Mm. Now, Damon Lindelof made a show called uh, what was his other show? The Leftovers. The Leftovers. Uh, I think it was three or four seasons. Um, I watched all of that. And I thought that their la- their wrap up, their sidestep of a wrap up, because it thinking about it now and seeing it was same similar creative uh, forces making those shows, I enjoyed the leftovers more. It was more my uh, style. It was just like fucking depressing and like existential and uh, 
with Lost, there's way more like fantastical adventure. And in, Lost in the- is also very focused on like true love. Like there's a lot of like love and the leftovers and- is just like you like you want to just fucking contemplate your contemplate your mortality then fucking watch the leftovers. And at the end, I just enjoyed the sidestep bullshit that they pulled at the end of uh, the leftovers more than lost personally. Anyway, for those who have seen both. So um, I guess we, the, the real lead here, Ugh. I'm going to let Ashley take, take hold of because it, it is like, I guess if I can like look at it in a vacuum or I can kind of remove myself from it a bit, I can go, yeah, we, <laughs> we kind of got the short end of the stick. But it's not enough for me to make any large decisions about how I'm going to be living the next couple of days of my life, a.k.a. Ashley, take it away. I'm pissed, okay? So let me say first and foremost, I loved the show. Sure, there are episodes that are very poorly written and even, you know, more poorly acted. But for the most part, I found it very enjoyable. I got very connected to the characters. I just love Lost, okay? I love it. And you know what? Our man, Brian K. Vaughn, had a lot to do with Lost. I feel like, you know, he he wrote Why the Last Man, which is a very important comic book series. And he wrote slash is writing and created the comic book saga, which is probably the best comic book series, new comic book series in 20 years. It's It's so good. It's incredible. And you know it's back. Ooh. Via this month, it is back. Oh, that's big. Uh, uh, issue 54 comes out this month, maybe today, uh, Wednesday or next Wednesday. Huge. I mean, people are losing their minds that Saga is back. Mm. Personally, I need to re-read uh, the first 53 uh, issues once again. You mm. didn't even finish. No, I didn't. I-, I need to get back on it, and I got to read them all. It's so good. It's like Star Wars, but like adult. It's so good. Anyway, Saga, couldn't recommend more. He did have a lot to do with like three, four, and five, and six uh, as far as the seasons of Lost go. I did feel like it kind of picked up in a way when he showed up, but still could not have anything to do with how bad we screwed up watching the finale. Ugh. So we go to the finale. It's time. You know what I We're mean? We're watching on Hulu. We're watching on Hulu. And we're both mentally prepared to watch the finale. In fact, we had purposefully not watched it the night before because we didn't think we were up to snuff in terms of our alertness and our emotional receptiveness. We put it off until we were ready to watch it. We sat down and watched it. It was two parts. And we watched the two parts. And I loved it. I thought it was great. And then I finally went on Reddit because I finally felt like I could go on there and not worry about spoilers. And so I put in Lost Finale in the search bar. And every single post, every other post, I'm being dramatic, a lot of the posts were like, beware, there is a false final on Hulu and Netflix that has divided the real final into two parts and cut out 40 minutes of scenes. And by final, Ashley means uh, series finale. Series finale. Um, where they cut out, like they, there's an actual series finale that aired on television that the creators approved. And that is on Hulu as like, sort of a last episode called uncut which makes it seem like, like it's going to be the director's it. like it's the version director's cut. like it's like it's not necessary but it turns out that they took the finale they cut out all or the series final they took out all these scenes they trimmed them down to two parts for like um like overseas pro- like uh production and for these streaming services and I was furious. I mean, people were posting things on Reddit like if you watch the cut version, you were robbed. You messed up big time. And I was like, "What the hell?" So I'm pissed. So yeah, we just watched the part 1 and part 2 of the cut version and then realized that there was the uncut version afterwards and I was like, "Oh, it's an hour and 34 minutes. I don't think we need it. it seems like a director's cut." Whatever, and then Ashley went on Reddit and figured out that we had screwed up. I cannot go back and watch an hour and forty minutes of Lost. I've I might, a, I might a, watch the. Please do, please finale. do. I, I just can't do it. I've, I've moved past. Since then, you've gone online and sort of filled in the gaps for me, and it's like okay, it hasn't really changed my opinion on anything. But I understand how we did screw up. Nick, I really appreciate you going on the Lost journey with me because I gotta say, you 
you hated it from pretty much the beginning, and you, you didn't <laughs> never stop. let up. You never really liked it. Never it, let up. But you, I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed it as a whole. I'll tell you, there are some characters that I think are uh, really fun, and it was worth it for some of the characters personally. Sawyer. Sawyer. I like. I have an affinity for Sawyer. I have an affinity for Kate. Um, wow. Those two people. Didn't now, Kate, see the Kate, thing. Kate now at, at these uh, in DC, like rallying against like mandated vaccines. I unfollowed <sighs> her on Instagram. It was a bummer. Evangeline Lily, you did it to us. But you know what? Kate didn't. Evangeline Lily did. Yeah. So you right. always take that with you. I, well, it's funny. I asked Ashley, like, what are all these actors doing? And then Ashley was like, uh, Evangeline Lily is like in Marvel movies and et cetera, Lord of the et cetera, Rings. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I'm like, never seen her before, never seen her since. So, what is Sawyer doing? I need to know. That's a great character. I think Saeed is great, even though he Fucking really gets. Saeed. He really gets the short end of the stick in the sixth season. I feel like yes. once they have him, like, well, I can't. I don't want to spoil, don't spoil anything. It, but yeah, yeah. He totally got the short end of the stick. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a great show, and I'm glad we watched it. And thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Oh, very nice. So the trade-off was Ashley has to watch Succession now. And so we started with season one, episode one, a couple of days ago. Did not hook Ashley like I thought it might. Um, I'm into it. I find it very interesting, and I definitely want to watch it. Ashley has a bias against wealth. So like the fact that it the first episode does seem like it's like what's the hook here we're just watching like the elite wealthy like live their lives and like how that works at for you uh, you succession fans you know that like season one episode one like literally means nothing when it comes down to like what happens on this show so uh you know uh, rest assured ashley we're gonna move past like gawking at wealthy folks yeah i get it it's just like with the first episode with the pilot i'm watching it like who am i going to be what am i going to be interested in here (laughs) you know like with lost it's like an incredible pilot there's a lot of adventure and action and mystery and, and 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 like relationships being established that are you know compelling in that first episode with this the first episode is really just like a lot of very unlikable people being mean to each other surrounded by like wealth that I think our children's children will look back on and judge us for allowing in society like it's just these people are too rich so I'm watching it I'm like okay so what is the hook the idea that you get to see how the super wealthy live or that you get to watch unlikable people hate each other like what's gonna pull me in here it's fun isn't it guys those who have seen it all it's fun to watch Ashley be like, what's going on here? So what I think the difference is with Lost versus Succession is Succession is part of, is is a child, is a spawn of Lost. Lost kind of, uh, I think, built prestige television as like a genre. Uh, it was one of the pillars of it. I think Lost, Sopranos, Mad Men. Six Feet Under. Uh, the Wire, yeah. Six Feet Under. You know, I think they, I think Lost is also, you know, the weird weird part of it is it's a network show. Yeah. So that pilot had to sell them a TV show. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When at this point, an HBO series, the season probably sold the show. Right. So no one is like, it. There, I don't think that pilot was written, directed, or filmed in a way of like, if this doesn't go and this doesn't like sell, we're not going to have a TV show. It was like, We've given this guy a TV show. Let's see how it unfolds. It had room to breathe. And uh, I would say that between... I've only seen seasons one and two. There's a third, full third season that I cannot wait to sink my teeth into in a couple of weeks when we get there. But man, oh man, does that show shift, change, turn. And yes, it is uber wealthy, but boy, oh boy, is it fucking exciting and fun. And some fucking insane shit goes down. I mean, I don't think you could like compare it to Lost. So goddamn that fucking season season one finale, that goddamn season one finale, season two premiere. What the fuck? Am I right, folks? I have an eye twitch. Can't wait. Ashley's got an eye twitch. It is going off every 30 seconds, this little eyebrow of mine. I really want to jump into Sopranos. Now that we've moved Lost, like, I feel like my life has changed. Like, that, that Lost is, like, out. Like, I want to I want to watch a little bit of Sopranos. Um, we crushed an entire season of Survivor in, like, a week, Ash. Yeah, it was so I feel good. like that was the first one. That, I feel like it was the fastest we've ever killed a season. I agree. How did that happen? 
Um, we were really into it, and we we both weren't completely watching it. We were on our phones a lot. I watched the shit out of it. I mean, yes, there was some phone happening as things happen, but yeah, I watched the shit out of it. We watched season 16, Fans vs. Favorites. Spoiler alert, it's the Parvati win. And uh, boy, oh boy, is this a good season or survivor. I mean, man, it's like a... It's like an all-timer. I mean, I think they've been. I think this was one of the ones that has been was out there that we knew about. That, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, "That's one that we got to kind of crush at some point." I think it's my favorite season. Ashley, you loved it. Tell us why. I just found everything to be so compelling, like all the moves that the core alliance made, and I also found it to be sort of like how I would want to play the game, which is to have a very like secure core. So I'm talking about the three. I'm talking about um, Parvati, uh, Suri, and Amanda. Amanda. Yeah, which really, and then that is even boiled down to the two, Parvati and Amanda. And then to have that, and then to have that go, it's like a lay, it's the onion. It's the onion from Big Brother before the onion was on Big Brother. It's the two, the three, the four, the five. Yeah. And then just taking everyone down that's not in there and then peeling back the layers. I loved I loved watching it, and I thought everyone was so good and interesting and fun and really great confessionals. It's a good season, and I think uh, part of the reason why Ashley was so attracted to it was uh, about the second half of the the show was just it it had formed that, like, the women were going to take over. I loved watching the women win. And the women took over. Now, uh, to what I have to say. What I have to say is... At one point when we were watching like the the episode, the penultimate episode, I said, yes, yeah, this is a really good season. I turn to Ash. I go, this is a season, but it's just like a scumbag season. No. She shot me down real quick. And I was like, hold on. I go, this is like every move that's being made like since the middle of this show to now is just like a scumbag blindside. Like, no. Where they're like, you're my best friend. We're all best friends. And then they just vote that motherfucker out. I mean, the blind sides are real, but I don't think it's a scumbag season because I think we are seeing them stay true to their alliance that they picked. There didn't seem to be. Uh, it seemed like to me that they were they were like, uh, to hell with jury management. We're just going to every person we vote out will be completely shocked that they're voted out and like feel the have the feeling of betrayal as they're like getting their torches snuffed. And Ashley just wasn't coming with me there. But I'm telling you, Parvati's, I just don't think that was a scumbag scene. Parvati's really win was just all about like, let's get this motherfucker to think we love him. And then let's fucking dump his ass. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, it's like if you're trying to manage people's emotions and votes, that's not the way you go. Now, eventually it came down to a final two, which was a, a surprise. It was a twist. But it came down to a final two with Amanda and Parvati. And lucky for Parvati that Amanda was with her making these moves pretty much straight down the line. And so they had to choose from, like, pick your poison. It was either Parvati who made all those moves or Amanda who was complacent and also made all those moves. So they had to choose from a scumbag. And they just picked Stop the one. Stop calling that- them scumbags. They weren't scumbags. Parvati scumbagged the whole deal. No, man. She, she really did. did she, not. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And I love her. She's There's judgment incredible. with the word scumbag. Yeah, There's I like a scumbag. Yes, implication that it wasn't like the most like above board win. But she played the game that she had to play to you win. You played a strategy game. It was like uh, it was like a Paul don't game. You Paul usually Paul lost. Don't you understand that as a, like as a woman, she can't play the same ga- game that you think is above board. You think that the male the games the guys play are above board, okay? And that's not I don't fair. Think so I think Russell Hans played a scumbag game and lost for you it. You think Tony played a game that was above board? No, I think he he played. Who a scu- do you think played think a game Tony, that was? Above I think Tony board. played a scumbag game. Then who do you think played a game that was above board? Name I, a I would say an above board win, like uh, Jeremy. Name a woman. Oh, uh, Spradlin, Kim Spradlin in One World played an above board game, men versus women. It was it was more that that was like the fact that the guys were getting whittled down made more sense in like an above board way because it what they did pit them against one another. But I mean here it was just like 
the stuff that they were doing to these guys, just humiliating them, like getting them to sort of, because it was a, it was an attractive final four. You know what I mean? Everybody was, was smoking hot. Everybody was hot, you know, and the final four was kind of great, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, the final two was Amanda and Parvati. I mean, that's, I mean, honestly, what? One world, maybe an, another it was pretty Kim, attractive. Chelsea, uh, and, and then I don't know I who the third who, was. Was it, uh, it wasn't, what's his name, was it? Um, I don't know who it was. Remember the dude that was like pissed off through that whole Tarzan? season? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was. Yeah. Some, yeah. I keep thinking about that. Something that comes up every time I watch a final tribal for me is the fact that Chelsea stood in her final tribal and that like production was pissed because they had to reset their cameras and lights. Right. And like to me that just buries your argument because if you're already like if you're pissing off production, then the jury is going to watch you kind of be uneasy. It just doesn't cast you in a strong light. Listen, maybe you have a point, but I just think that Parvati played with, I think she played the smartest game. She utilized her skills. She played up, played up to her strengths. She was able to create an alliance of people that A, she could trust, but B, she could beat. And I found that to be interesting and compelling to watch. And I, I, I guess I have an issue with this idea that there's like a scumbag type of playing or like a, a, a that you can play in Survivor in a way that's unethical. I have an issue with that. Like no, no, categorizing it's, not un, it's, not un, it's not unethical. It's like, but there is some clear jury management moves that you make. And she chose not. To, she chose the other. I path. think she took a risk, and it, and, it, and, it, and it paid off because. And it really was. If you're not, ta- if you're talking about masterful, she made sure that the three people that would have been in the final three, and eventually it was the final two, but you know, Sari, Amanda, and and Parvati, they all had a blood on their hands in a way that uh, was. They were pulling those same moves. You and know so what I mean? What so it was just like. Okay, Parvati did the best. In my opinion, Parvati made the strongest move, which was to get Ozzy out. And so to me, that kind of puts it over the edge as far as like, well, you got to give her the win. She clearly made that move. That was the pivotal move that made it men out, women on top. Then she got herself to a final three and then a final two. I mean, she she did it, but she took that risk of being like, are we going to do this? Y- y'all going to give me this? This was 10 seasons, literally 10 seasons before Tony's win, which were where they were eventually rewarding people for being a scumbag. Before that, there was so much like, you know, we've seen final tribals of people being like, you hurt me. Why did you do that? Yeah, the jury can get better. And not respecting the fact like you got me. Parvati yeah. got everybody. She got everybody. But you know what she did also that I really And also, liked? but it, it was a split decision. I mean, she won by one vote. Two. It, Oh, okay. What I found interesting was that she started an alliance with Amanda in the beginning, right? So there, there are those two. Then she got in an alliance with Suri. So then there are those three. Then she got in an alliance with Natalie and Alexis, and there were five, right? So she went that way, and then that's how she lost her alliances. Same way, like she lost Natalie and Alexis, she lost Suri, and then she was in the final two with Amanda. I just found the fact that she stuck to her alliances... And in situations where she could, you know what I mean? Of course she has to vote out Alexis if it comes down to Alexis versus Amanda or whatever. Um, But I found that to be honorable. Let's go over these jury votes, though, because I told you I was going to quiz you on them. Let's do it. So it was five to three. That is the final jury vote. And I'm going to ask you, I'm going to tell you a uh, final tribal member, and you're going to tell me a juror. You're going to tell me who you think they voted for. You ready? Let's do it. Suri. I think Suri voted for uh, Parvati. She did indeed. Natalie. Now, Natalie was the, I think Natalie was like the motivational speaker. No, Natalie was the one who was like, Parvati, you're a flirt in the game. How does that apply to the bedroom? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Parvati. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. She had like a crush on Parvati. I think she did. Yeah. Eric. Who did Eric vote for? Eric was. Parvati. No. So he was really hurt by Amanda, but eventually gave Amanda the vote. He did? Okay. Interesting. Alexis. She was the motivational speaker. Uh, I don't know. Amanda. Parvati. Okay. James. James, Amanda. Jason. 
Now, who no, was, no, no. Did did oh James voted for Amanda? Yeah. So yeah, he was that hurt, butt hurt by. He Barbie. was very butt hurt. C- kept I, saying that she bit the apple in the. He bit the apple. Never take the apple from the woman. He was saying yeah, he took it was the apple. So weird. It was a very Adam and Eve sort of the beginning of misogyny tale. You know, you know it. You love it. The woman has tempted, and that is man's ruin. She's who's responsible All right, for man's who's ruin. Who's next? The female form. Ash, who's next? Is the reason man has his sins. Um. J- okay. Who's next? Jason. He was kind of like the dumb guy who like. Oh, Jason. I don't know. Amanda. Parvati. Okay. Ozzy. Ozzy. Amanda. Ozzy confessed his freaking love for Amanda yeah. in this final. Yeah. Um, yes, he voted for Amanda, but his like jury questions were like, Parvati, how could you be such a raging bitch who stabs people in the back? <laughs> know, like, like, do you, you're awful. And then it's like, Amanda, I think I fell in love with you. Like Ozzy is such a like I like Ozzy as a character, he's a but he's bag. he is just a buffoon. And then at the freaking reunion, Nick, you were asleep for this, but um, uh, Jeff asked Amanda and Ozzy if they're still seeing each other. And do you know what Ozzy said? Ozzy was like, "Uh, no, actually, Jeff, uh, we're not gonna." See. And then it was like, "Nah, just kidding, we're together." No, he was like, "Jeff, you know how these Survivor girls are. So I'm, I'm bagging groceries. I'm, you know, I'm trying to make it work. And yeah, we're seeing each other." And I was like, "What does that even mean? Is he saying that Amanda's like high maintenance? Like, no, nah, he was trying to pretend. I, I was not sleeping during this. He said, I don't know." He, I'm bagging groceries. Yeah, he he's like, that. he's like, I quit my job. I'm bagging groceries. He said this whole thing about nah, like he was just trying to swerve us. He was trying to swerve us. They they, they were together at that time. Yes. And then who do you think Eliza voted for? Who's e- Eliza? Eliza. She was the one that from the very beginning was like, we have to get Parvati out. We have to get Parvati, Parvati. out. She did. Yeah. There you go. Because so, she knew. She she understood that Eliza was a favorite too, right? Um, yes, she was a favorite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think she understood that she was the biggest threat. Nobody ever got her out. Then, I mean, that's usually, uh, that could earn my vote as well. So the three that voted for Amanda, they were all guys, Eric, James, and Ozzy. James and Ozzy being her original alliance and Eric really following in Ozzy's footsteps, clearly looking up to Ozzy, kind of felt like he was going to do whatever Ozzy said when it came to voting. The people who voted for Parvati, all of the women... Suri, Natalie, Alexis, and Eliza, plus Jason, the surfer guy. Fascinating. Ain't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's the podcast. We hope you enjoyed our analysis of Survivor Season 16, plus a review of the Arboretum. We love you so much. Listen, do us a favor. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Write us a nice review. We appreciate it. It's free for you to do. Uh, I love it. Ashley loves it. Also, if you want to see some of this stuff we talk about in action, get over to our YouTube. My YouTube, I guess. It's my name. Yeah, YouTube. I'm going to start garnishing his wages, though. As soon as that channel starts making money, <laughs> I'm taking 80%. What? 80? Yeah, I do a lot of work. All right, fine. YouTube.com forward slash Nick Maritato, N-I-C-K-M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. Link in the description. Folks, we thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.